Hey everyone, you're listening to God's Whole Story, a podcast of Worship Center. We know just how hard it is to read God's Word and understand it, so we decided to read the Bible chronologically this year and talk about it together. Thanks so much for joining us. Hey everyone, it's Chelsea. I'm here today with Chris, and we're in Revelation, and we ended yesterday on a cliffhanger where we were wondering... On this great day of wrath, who is able to survive? And the answer, I think, is given to us in this very next chapter of Revelation. So in chapter 7 of Revelation, we have what I think is a pretty like well-known portion of Scripture, if you, or at least an idea that's well-known in Revelation, of the 144,000. Mm-hmm. So how I would interpret the number 144,000 is it's a number of perfection. So 12 times 12 times 1,000 is going to be this number of the church. The church... Um, the people with the seal of God are mm-hmm. the people who are able to survive the wrath of God um, yeah, because he's chosen them. They're, you know, even as we enter this chapter 70 saying, we, you know, we've got to make sure everyone is sealed. And then you've got the, the breakdown of the various 12,000s, which to the original readers, they would have noticed that that's not the actual list of the tribes. There's some that are missing. Mm-hmm. Dan is not there at all. There's a few half tribes that are thrown in there. <laughs> so I think they would have, Knowing also apocalyptic literature, not thought, okay, this is, we're going to count off 12,000 of each of these guys, literally, but this is a picture of the people of God. Um, I also think it's kind of cool that he uh, heard the number 144,000, but then he saw the great multitude that is too vast from every nation, tribe, and people and language, which, man, when we talk about heaven, that's one of our our go-to phrases of every nation, every tribe, every tongue. Uh, This is, I think it's a picture of the people of God of yeah. who's going to survive the final judgment. Yeah. And yeah, that that seal that they have is just we're the church. That's who we yeah. are. We we have the Christ's blood is covering us. You know, the seal actually has echoes from Ephesians too, where it says we're sealed with the spirit and in both Ephesians and here in Revelation, this culture, that idea of a seal would have kind of been reminiscent of the signet ring that a king had. And when a king made a proclamation, he dipped his ring in wax. Uh, it said, this is from the king. It's a seal of ownership. And so it, it's kind of this really cool visual that this is the people of God, the churches, those who are surviving the final judgment, they're marked with the seal of ownership of God. Uh, and that, for this persecuted people, for the people that are, you know, wondering what's going to happen, this would be a source of hope, a source of like, hey, some crazy stuff might be coming and is happening to us even now, but mm-hmm. there, there's this great multitude that we are a part of someday. Mm-hmm. Uh, what good news for them. Yeah. And again, if we were to look at the number 144,000 literally, and it was only that number, that would not be very encouraging for this church that was getting this letter. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of sad. Like, they'd be like, oh no, who's going to make it and who's not going to make it? Um. <laughs> um, then at the end of, so we're talking about, Chris, you said um, recently that we talked, we're looking at cycles. And so breaking the seventh seal, um, there's silence throughout heaven for half an hour. So that's the end of this first cycle, which I think is very significant because we see all these um, seals being broken and all these visions happening and all this worship happening. And then there's just silence. It's just like, it's done. There's nothing else. It's it's finished. We're, we're at peace. Yeah. Uh, And since it's not chronological, that doesn't mean like, okay, well now, (laughs) now this happens, but it kind of finishes this first cycle where, okay, we've talked about the seals, and then the next cycle, we're introduced to trumpets. Right. Which, what do we want to talk about with the trumpets? <laughs> where have we seen trumpets before? Um, many places. Yeah, lots of places. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, in scripture, trumpets, uh, I mean, the most famous trumpets are Jericho, mm-hmm. which was, you know, bringing judgment on that particular city. But mm-hmm. trumpets are often used in announcements, they're warnings. And we've got all these different pictures with these trumpets blasting and judgment type things are happening. Uh, if you even look at some of the very specific judgment, you can go all the way back to Deuteronomy and see that these are things they would have known when you break the covenant, this is the kind of stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. These things happen. We did notice that there's a lot of like one third and one fourth, you know, it, it, it's not everything's over. Right. And I was, yeah, I was saying that this is just a picture of God's mercy because even in Revelation 9 verse 20, it says, but the people who did not die from these plagues still refused to repent of their mm. evil deeds and turn to God. Again, so we see these this judgment happening and all throughout the Bible, judgment is just a way for God to bring people back to himself. Um, and so when one third of the people, um, perish is God's way of saying like, like, wake up, like mm. <laughs> it's time for you to repent and turn away from your sin and come back to me. It's God's mercy over and over and over again. When you view it in light of that and not of like total destruction of humanity, it's like, oh yeah, God is still merciful, merciful, not just to the people of Israel who received judgment so many times, but also to people all mm-hmm. over the world who aren't Israelites. Yeah. And that is such a good point that, I mean, God's heart whether uh, he causes these judgments, whether he even uses just bad things that happen on a broken planet sometimes, mm-hmm. um, it, it's designed for people to repent. You know, sometimes when when we read in the news that a natural disaster has happened or something like that, like one of the things I think is we, we can see that people often come to Christ through those things. And I don't, I don't think that God's up there, you know, creating hurricanes just to rain down havoc, but right. he's going to use those things. He's going to use things that, are produced on a broken planet to draw people to repentance even today. Uh, I think the original readers would have been familiar with some of these kind of acts of judgment or, or things that bad things that happen. Uh, and it, it kind of does build because we're, we're left with another cliffhanger here. Yeah. Well, a cliffhanger and um, reminiscent of Ezekiel because John is asked to swallow a scroll that will first be sweet and then turn sour, and that happens in Ezekiel too, which I was telling Chris before we started recording. I was like, do you think John was just like, oh, yeah, this this happened before to Ezekiel. I guess I'll do it too. Hey, if you can eat a scroll, <laughs> I can eat a scroll. Why not? Um, um, so what's the cliffhanger that we're ending on here? The seventh trumpet is about to blow. Yes. We haven't quite seen that yet. Uh, so there's kind of there's a, a finale coming to this this cycle over the trumpets. Yeah. Guys, we'll be back tomorrow with more on Revelation. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Revelation 7. Then I saw four angels standing at the four corners of the earth, holding back the four winds so they did not blow on the earth or sea, or even on any tree. And then I saw another angel coming up from the east, carrying the seal of the living God. And he shouted to those four angels who had been given power to harm land and sea, wait, don't harm the land or the sea or the trees until we have placed the seal of God on the foreheads of his servants. And I heard how many were marked with the seal of God. 144,000 were sealed from the tribes of Israel, from Judah, 12,000, from Reuben, 12,000, from Gad, 12,000, from Asher, 12,000, from Naphtali, 12,000, from Manasseh, 12,000, from Simeon, 12,000, from Levi, 12,000, from Issachar, 12,000, from Zebulun, 12,000, from Joseph, 12,000, from Benjamin, 12,000. 
After this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. They were clothed in white robes and held palm branches in their hands. And they were shouting with great with a great roar, Salvation comes from our God who sits on the throne and from the Lamb. And all the angels were standing around the throne and around the elders and the four living beings. And they fell before the throne with their faces to the ground and worshiped God. They sang, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and strength belong to our God forever and ever. Amen. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you are the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That is why they stand in front of God's throne and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will give them shelter. They will never again be hungry or thirsty. They will never be scorched by the heat of the sun. For the lamb on the throne will be their shepherd. He will lead them to springs of life-giving water, and God will wipe every tear from their eyes. When the lamb broke the seventh seal on the scroll, there was silence throughout heaven for about half an hour. I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and they were given seven trumpets. Then another angel with a gold incense burner came and stood at the altar, and a great amount of incense was given to him to mix with the prayers of God's people as an offering on the gold altar before the throne. The smoke of the incense mixed with the prayers of God's holy people ascended up to God from the altar where the angel had poured them out. Then the angel filled the incense burner with fire from the altar and threw it down upon the earth, and thunder crashed and lightning flashed, and there was a terrible earthquake. Then the seven angels with the seven trumpets prepared to blow their mighty blasts. The first angel blew his trumpet, and hail and fire mixed with blood were thrown down on the earth. One third of the earth was set on fire. One third of the trees were burned, and all the green grass was burned. Then the second angel blew his trumpet, and a great mountain of fire was thrown into the sea. One third of the water in the sea became blood. One third of all living in the sea died, and one third of all the ships on the sea were destroyed. Then the third angel blew his trumpet, and a great star fell from the sky, burning like a torch. It fell on one-third of the rivers and on the springs of water. The name of the star was Bitterness. It made one-third of the water bitter, and many people died from drinking the bitter water. Then the fourth angel blew his trumpet, and one-third of the sun was struck, and one-third of the moon, and one-third of the stars, and they became dark. And one-third of the day was dark, and also one-third of the night. Then I looked, and I heard a single eagle crying loudly as it flew through the air, Terror, terror, terror to all who belong to this world because of what will happen when the last three angels blow their trumpets. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to the earth from the sky. He was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but to torture them for five months with pain like the pain of a scorpion sting. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their heads, and their faces looked like human faces. They had hair like women's hair and teeth like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. 
Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on earth. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million mounted troops. And in my vision, I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that was fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had heads like lions, and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. One third of all the people on earth were killed by these plagues, by the fire and smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turned to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their thefts. Then I saw another mighty angel coming down from heaven, surrounded by a cloud with a rainbow over his head. His face shone like the sun, and his feet were like pillars of fire. And in his hand was a small scroll that had been opened. He stood with his right foot on the sea and his left foot on the land. And he gave a great shout like the roar of a lion. And when he shouted, the seven thunders answered. When the seven thunders spoke, I was about to write, but I heard a voice from heaven saying, keep secret what the seven thunders said and do not write it down. Then I saw an angel standing on the sea and on the land raise his hand toward heaven. He swore an oath in the name of the one who lives forever and ever, who created the heavens and everything in them, the earth and everything in it, and the sea and everything in it. He said there will be no more delay. When the seventh angel blows his trumpet, God's mysterious plan will be fulfilled. It will happen just as he announced it to his servants, the prophets. And the voice from heaven spoke to me again, Go and take the open scroll from the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the small scroll. Yes, take it and eat it, he said. It will be sweet as honey for you in your mouth, and it will turn sour in your stomach. So I took the small scroll in the, from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet in my mouth, but when I swallowed it, it turned sour in my stomach. Then I was told, you must prophesy again about many peoples, nations, languages, and kings. Hey guys, this is Ryan, and I hope you are getting a lot out of God's whole story. Uh, It means a lot to us even as we are reading through God's Word every single day in the order that it happened. Um, If you want to go ahead and follow us, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at God's Whole Story Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you would share this thing with your friends or people that you know, or just share what's sticking out to you. Uh, You can either send us a DM, or you could actually email us at podcasts at worshipcenter.org. You can email us if you have any questions, if something stuck out to you, if you'd like us to pray for you. And if you want a Bible, if you don't have one right now, or if you want a copy of the one that we're using to go through God's whole story, we'd be happy to send that to you. So go ahead and reach out to us in any way that you'd like. We'd love to hear from you. Have a great day.